From the dawn of time we came, moving silently down through the centuries, living many secret lives, struggling to reach the time of the gathering, when the few who remain will battle to the last. No one has ever known we were among you until now. Here we are, born to be kings, we're the princes of the in the era of the fan. Now more than ever, our voices are heard, and we have a lot to say. With decades of continuity across all of our favorite fictional universes, this podcast is here to take you through what is, what isn't, what could have been, and what is simply canon fodder. There shouldn't be any of them. <laughs> I want to fucking kill myself. There should be. There should be. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, we are your hosts. I'm Anthony. I'm Ed. I'm Matt. And this is Cannon Fodder. Uh, we are really, really excited. We've been looking forward to this for months and months on end. I have taken pages upon pages of notes, and we are here to discuss the garbage heap that is the Highlander universe. The royal we, because I, the royal dude, we I'm not even supposed to be here today, okay? <laughs> yeah. I fucking, I feel like I, sure, listen, this is my fault. I just got to go on record. It was my idea to do a Highlander yeah. episode, and I, yeah, I, I eternally regret this because it's like, if you've ever, if you've ever known anybody that you introduced something into their lives that they immediately became addicted to. Normally it would be like heroin or meth. That's how I feel about Anthony <laughs> in the Highlander universe. I have we have not been able to get him off of this for the last like two months and I I blame myself and I'm ready to shoot myself. It might be worse uh, than if he actually had a drug problem. Yeah, it, it is worse. Be. I'd rather you have a meth problem. It's easier it to be. deal with. I think it might be. <laughs> Listen, I, I gravitated to this story not only because of how just ridiculous and over the top the whole thing is, but because there actually is a good story that you can pull out of this at its core. A and tiny the elements, nugget. Yeah, there's tiny really tiny. Nugget. But there's I a use, good... I, I use words like good and really cool and, and excellent 
Uh, none of it is actually those things, okay? <laughs> so anytime that you hear me say that, uh, I mean it in comparison to like absolute garbage or literal garbage. Um, I would say there's a good concept. Yes, and yeah. there's a lot of fun that there is there to it, right? So, um, and and that's what we're we're sort of trying to do today is to kind of pull out that story. Yeah. Right. So. One of the things that, in order to get us started, um, for anyone who's out there who uh, maybe is just maybe a more casual uh, fan of the Highlander series, you know, maybe you've seen the first one, but you didn't know there were sequels. You didn't know there were how many sequels there were. It's um, it's a universe uh, that arguably is MCU level size. I mean, it it it, <laughs> it is over a no. hundred and fifty hours of content. That, but it's not MCU level size. How many hours of content do you think that the MCU? Well, now movie there's twenty some odd movies times. Plus, what? And and each movie is each movie's between two two and a half hours. All long. right, so now you have forty movies or twenty movies, right? Uh, times two and a half. Seven seasons of Agents of Shield. Okay. Forty minute episodes. Three put... seasons of The Runaways. <laughs> one season of Cloak and Dagger. This is not the exact. MCU is definitely Three, higher right. content. So MCU, in comparison, has 359 hours. Right. Okay? The Highlander universe has over 140 hours. <laughs> None of it is any good. So None of it is any good. Also, um, Highlander Endgame is by far the best film with Endgame in the title. Highlander Endgame. I think that's. Yes. Well, okay. With Endgame <laughs> in the title, I mean, obviously. Now you're just trying to like. Can we get to the alcohol at least before we start talking about right. this garbage? Yeah. So, who are we sponsored by this week, but not really sponsored by, but want to be sponsored by? So today's drink of the podcast is the Glen Morangi Highland Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. Yep. So this is the uh, Scotch whiskey that our hero Connor McLeod. Uh, drinks in the first movie uh, at the first time that he meets um, Brenda. I love the yeah. glubbing in the microphone. It's perfect. And le- wonderful snifters that you brought for us. Today yeah, smart, as well. smart idea. It's the Glen Karen whiskey glass for the Glen Morangi Scotch. Is everything a Glen in Scotland? It is. And, and what's great is we are drinking this neat, which is what a true Scotsman would do when having Scotch. Group. Duncan uh, and Connor McCloud, when they drink scotch on the TV show and the movie, drink it over ice because even though they are the most Scottish of people, they don't know how to drink scotch. <laughs> maybe, maybe Christopher Lambert. I think, I think that just, is, I mean, that's just a. Maybe Connor yeah. didn't know there was ice in the glass. He's like, analogy for blind. The whole thing. oh, he says ice. Yeah. <laughs> so, salute, um, gentlemen. Cheers. Okay, so. I'm also happy that I did not get the memo about. The wearing of the colors. The blue shirts. I'm Come so on. happy that I'm not dressed like you two idiots. Apparently, the Magnifico family tartan is a T-shirt. Correct. <laughs> a T-shirt with funny so, things in them. let's discuss Highlander. So, for those of you out there who, most of you who have heard of Highlander, you know it's about a couple of key things. There's immortals. They have to cut each other's heads off. When you cut off their head, you get the quickening and you absorb all of their power. And you have to fight until there's only one left. There can be only one. For the most part, that's what, when you say the term Highlander, that's what most people think about, right? There is a, a quite complex universe uh, that is out there that has a lot of different rules. There have been a lot of different things that they have said and haven't said on camera. Um, 
And so what we're going to do today is just kind of break all of that down. And we're going to try and figure out a, a, a few different answers to a few different questions, right? Like, what is the quickening? What is the game that they're playing? Why are they playing the game? What are the rules? What it, why, is, why is holy ground important? And so, you know, I think that's a good place for us to start before we jump into this mountain of of and mass of hours and hours and hours of content that some of us here in this room have unfortunately subjected ourselves <laughs> to. Uh, we'll be able to go through. Let's just discuss what are the rules? What are the rules? Right. And I think this is one of the most fascinating parts about Highlander is being able to sit there and say, okay, from what we've seen and from what they've put on screen, what what really are the rules, right? So, like, you know that they're immortal, but what does that mean? If they get shot, do they heal? If you chop off an arm, what happens? Can you sew it back? Does it grow back? What are the rules? What are the rules? What if you get your ear pierced? If you take your earring out, does it heal up, and then you have to re-pierce your ear every day? <laughs> well, let's start off with how they die because this right off the bat is where, where where we get a little bit of problems so yeah they break all of their own rules 100 percent, right yo basically any one of us during this conversation is going to bring up a rule and then one of us is going to be able to point to an exact moment in a movie or tv show when that rule is broken yeah, which makes yeah. it so hard to talk about because you, you can't even like make the argument like you do for other franchises when you say like, you know oh no but 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 that can't no. be that because of this because other movie franchises actually stick to their own fucking rules right and so what i'm going to try and do today is to be able to answer all of those questions without saying no you break that later on so i so you are like a religious so this is a game show yeah you're like you're like you're like a religious leader Who's like, who's like, you're going to defend this dogma. I am going with to defend. every ounce of your being. I, I, I have I have thinned, combined the the universe in order to create a way that you can watch the Highlander content so that it creates a linear story. It makes sense and it does not directly contradict itself. We will call that Marino's unified Highlander theory. I like it. There we go. The Marino unified Highlander theory. Right. Get yeah. your degree. Get your diploma. In order to make that work, though, you cut out like a hundred of the hundred and fifty nine hours of content. Correct. <laughs> so Correct. Let's, <laughs> so let's cherry pick some episodes. <laughs> no. So well, no, you, well so you have a whole timeline of of events. Yeah. 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 So I, I, have, I have a timeline that's written down that we can put up um, on the Instagram page, um, yes. you know, when we get a chance to publish the episode um, and you guys get a chance to listen to this. We'll also have uh, just sort of the order um, in terms of like yeah. the movies and how you should watch them, where we think that they fit. And I'll get into that later on in the episode. So I have my first question about the rules. Right. What are the rules? Let's stick to that. Where are we? What are the rules? Where, why in the fuck? Did we have to wait until the very last entrant in the entire universe beyond the show, the last movie, the source, to find out that immortals have some sort of super speed? When did that happen before? When did that come into play? Oh, man. See, that's the thing. Like, in all of the different movies. I love Christian's confused face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, have, yeah. they have super speed. Oh, in the yeah, last they have movie. super speed. In the source, they have the super speed. 157th hour, they get um, super speed. Uh, in Final Dimension, they have, you know, the power of illusion, which is just nondescript as well. But it's um, not even illusion. He's like, 
he, he he's like fucking Doctor Stranging shit. He's like oh, taking yeah. people's glasses from their face with magic and putting them on his own face. Illusion magic. <laughs> They're called illusions, Matthew. <laughs> yes, it's a kind of magic. It's you know, <sighs> come on. <laughs> but magic so is something is that full. does consistently then get introduced at, and 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 they go with Highlander three introduces both magic or illusions and reincarnation which then we keep saying so wait which one's Highlander 3 uh, Final Dimension yeah use the full name because so, so, I can't yeah. keep so, fucking track so here's well a, here's Highlander 3 we have to call it Highlander 3 because no, it has cannot, four titles no we cannot call it so you have to call it in fact you have to call it Final Dimension because it is not the third movie in the series or, or the way that you should look at it so the way that I recommend is we have Highlander 1 Highlander Final Dimension, and then Highlander Renegade, which would be Highlander Very 2, good. the Renegade edition, right? So that's the other thing. And I'm really glad that we're talking about this now uh, on the the eve, so to speak, of the release of the Snyder Cut Justice League. Um, Highlander and all of the Highlander sequels are an orgy of Snyder Cuts. <laughs> they are an absolute orgy of Snyder Cuts. The first movie had two different releases when it was first released. One, when it was released in the UK, was different from the US version. Yes. They then came out with a director's cut. Highlander 2 was wildly different. Highlander 2 came out, it was it was taken away from the creators. The, it, it was the theatrical a- the theatrical release was was rushed and put together and just kind of stitched together with like tape and glue. And it made no sense. And so the original creators went back years later, just like Zack Snyder, got more money, filmed new scenes for it, and then created what is now known as the Renegade Cut. And you know why 2 is such a mess? Is because midway through production of Highlander 2 in Argentina, their entire economy collapsed. Yeah, so I'm sure had, that's the only reason. So they it had couldn't put, be the script. They had, well, oh, the script yeah, is a problem. One of the <laughs> but reasons. they had put all their money... They had converted into Argentinian currency, and the Argentinian currency had hyperinflation. Mm-hmm. So the movie had no more money. So, ins- <laughs> so their insurance company had to come in, took over creative control, and the insurance company finished the movie. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> that's awesome. The story, the story behind the making of Highlander Two, is one of the wildest stories that you will ever hear about the making of a movie. I just- I just picture this like used car salesman insurance guy like walking in, looking at the script and being like, Zeist. Yeah, mm. no, that's that's pretty much it. Okay. That's pretty much it. <laughs> so they said that when they were filming in Argentina, they had they wanted to have this scene where the dude gets his head chopped off by the train rolling over him, right? And there was a place where there was a train and they would be able to go and set up cameras that they would film. There was only one place. Seems standard. Right, seems standard. (laughs) Or what they could do is they could build an entire town and have train tracks and create their own train to run through to be able to create this shot. So they, of course, decided to do the latter, yeah. <laughs> where they built their own town. They they had this ridiculous wire scene, and it's just like they were all they were all drunk yeah. halfway through it. So they tried to the Christopher would, Nolan it, and it right, didn't work. And they would go down. They would have siesta in the middle of the day, and they had two different film crews. You had your American crew, and you had your Argentinian crew. And the Argentinian crew didn't like the American crew, or excuse me, no. It was an English crew because England and Argentina were at war at the time. 
Amazing. And so so you'd have this English crew and you'd have this Argentinian crew and they would hate each other. They would literally food fight in the middle of the day while getting drunk off of bottles and bottles of wine at Siesta, right? And they'd food fight before they'd have to film this movie. And so so the whole thing was taken away from him. But yeah, the 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 whole backstory, the filming of Highlander 2 is just a wild 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 story. Uh kind of why it's so bad. But what are the rules? What Anthony? are the rules? Let's start right off there. Yeah. So, nobody answered my question about the super speed. No, we have I no mean, idea. Do, is super speed <laughs> is super speed a rule? Does, That's what I'm saying. Is that yeah. do you, is that a power that you get? I will say that we only see super speed towards the end of the movie. Duncan uses super speed. No, the Guardian uses the Guardian. Yes, he uses it from the whole. He uses it the whole movie. Right, but he's only established in that film, so he he has extra non immortal powers. Correct. Whereas Duncan only gets super speed in proximity to the source. So one could make the argument that super <laughs> speed comes from proximity to the source. <laughs> and this is just showing how I have now become an apologist. Uh, Five minutes source. with Anthony, and I'm already making up reasons why this movie makes sense. No. Uh, it doesn't. The source does not. Because, because they, the specifically, they specifically say that the closer you get to the source, the weaker you get. So what are some of the other questions that you guys want to ask? Like, what, what are the rules? Like, it, what uh, happens if they get an arm chopped off? Right. Like, yeah, let's ask. Like, let, let's let's ask those questions. Though, does it? No, it does. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No. Well, if you go. All by right. The series, chapter and verse. No. Go, if Anthony. you go by the, if you go by the series, then what's his name? The guy from fucking it drives me. It drives me crazy. Whatever the guy's name is. Uh, I think his name fine is young cannibals. Yeah. Fine young cannibals. The lead singer who was in. Uh, I think he plays Xavier or something. Yeah. In one of those series. guys. Anyway, he gets his hand chopped off. He's an immortal. Later on, he comes back in the series, and he's got a hook hand. Oh. He doesn't have his hand; did not grow back. Right and now, but that's if you count the series. Now, right. here's here's but here's, you but you can't count the series right. because within the wasn't there one of the part of the series where the guy got like shot and like he it took him like months to recover, but then in the movies they get shot and recover instantly. Correct. So yeah, yeah, fuck correct. the series. A lot, of, a lot of different things like that, though. So here's one interesting thing that I've noticed is they're a little bit inconsistent. <laughs> but more specifically they're a little bit inconsistent when it comes to how they can only be killed with their head being chopped off so one right. thing I like about the first movie is that the only scar we see on an immortal and that's the only scar we see on an immortal for quite some time mm -hmm. is that Kurgan is almost killed his head is almost chopped off right and so he still He's a has big scar on his a scar right. so that's yeah. kind of cool that that shows you you know very much that the head is their kryptonite right. that so you know that's a thing that's an almost kill but now do you get scars well as I, an immortal it, it appears as though you only get it on your head because in in highlander uh, the search for vengeance uh colin mcleod early on his head is almost chopped off but um horizontally instead of right. that and and what i'm sorry uh, but uh, vertically instead of horizontally right and and for the rest of the movie you know over a thousand years later he has he has a scar straight through the middle of his face because and and it took him a very long time to heal from that injury what is oh see i didn't even watch the surgery so <laughs> that is actually something that i i wish they would have have gone more with right so um, the scene in Highlander Final Dimension um, that we'll get a chance to talk about, uh, the very over-the-top gratuitous sex scene between Connor and whatever the chick's name was, um, th th that scene that happens, that was supposed to be 
a scene where when Connor takes off his shirt, you see scars all over his body. Yep. So it builds depth to sort of like the punishment of immortality, ah. right? And and like and like how it does take a toll on your body. But they decided to remove the scars for some reason. <laughs> because now here's what's because, interesting. Because it was cool and it would work. And I personally enjoy the fact that in Endgame in particular, they made absolutely no effort to conceal the additional ten years of age that Christopher Lambert 20. had. Uh, Twenty years. Twenty years. Yeah. Like, like you don't you don't really see it too much in Final Dimension because it's a lot of flashback scenes, longer hair. It's harder to notice. But the very first scene in Endgame is when the the building blows up. That's close up they do in his face. He is old, and it's yeah. very obvious. Especially when they have the flashbacks to him and his yes. first wife in Scotland. It's yes. very noticeable. Mm-hmm. One, okay, so what what are some of the other questions that we want to know? I want to talk about the children or the lack thereof, I should say. Right, so you can't have children. So that's something Until that, that the we know. Variant. So that's pretty straightforward. But do they ever children. do they ever discuss the do they ever discuss who can give like specifically who can give birth to immortals? Because I don't recall that. No, they, they just they, sort of pop up. They never anybody. discuss it. Um, the only thing that you know is that you have to die a violent death. And that triggers your immortality. Right. So in theory, that means – so this is one of the more interesting things for me. That means that there could be a bunch of people, kind of like mutants in the Marvel Universe, that don't go through that traumatic experience to trigger their extremes. In theory, there could be tens of thousands of more immortals walking the Earth that never go through a traumatic death experience that just naturally die because they never trigger their immortality. According to the series, you are 100% correct. And if – I'm out. (laughs) <laughs> if if there are immortals being born all the time, how can there ever be one? I just want to say that I felt how can very there ever be only one if there are new immortals being born. I all felt the time? very smart making that point while holding the book, the Highlander <laughs> book, as I was doing it. Like yeah. like I'm some sort of scholar. I'm like, you need some glasses. Uh, yeah, serious. I need some glasses. Like just you know. <laughs> well, one consistent plot point that they do over and over again is that. Immortals can tell if a regular human can become an immortal before that violent death. Yes. And which brings up an interesting moral dilemma that they mentioned in both Endgame, uh, in the Highlander TV series. <laughs> which made no sense, but yes. Let's and go. in Highlander Raven, yeah. where where the main oh. characters oh. appear to basically kill a human in order right. to, you know, without their knowledge, in order to give them that youth. It's a reason why Duncan and his wife split up in, in Highlander Endgame. It's the it's the finale of uh, The Raven, one of the spinoff TV shows. So that's an interesting uh, thing that keeps on coming up. What is the moral you know justification for killing somebody to give them eternal life while they're still young? Right. And in Duncan's case, right. it's actually kind of selfish because he wants his wife to look young forever. Yeah, right. so wait, but so- he doesn't realize what he's doing. It's almost yeah. like he does it not... Not realizing what so he's then, doing. So then to game. that point, if I am 13 years old and I go through a traumatic death experience and I'm an immortal, am I stuck 13 years old for the rest of my life? Correct. That sucks. Yeah, he's correct. even an episode. Yeah. That yeah. sucks. Where, where there's a psychotic killer. He's a kid. And what he does is he's like... He looks, oh, I remember that episode. Yeah. He yeah. Looks, yeah. yeah. And he uses the fact that he looks like it's a kid. A he's one of the oldest immortals. I remember that episode. In, yep. It, that the watchers have been, have been tracking. And what he does is he pretends to be on the run from someone. An immortal takes yeah. him in. And after a couple months or wh- whatever amount of time that it takes for him to gain their uh, trust, he then kills them. Yeah. 
Yeah, and th- th- this is really one of the points that kind of lost me um, in the uh, in the series. Now, before we go too much of uh, I- into this, let's discuss right because again, we're going to try and answer some of the questions, yes. right? Some of the questions that a lot of us hardcore Highlander fans want to know. What is what exactly is the quickening, right? You know, why are these guys fighting? What is the game, right? What is the prize? We want to be able to know that, right? Why are they even playing the game in the first place? Depends on right? what movie you're in. Each well, movie has a different so, prize. So again, I, again, I'm going to I'm going to t- discuss what I consider the canon of this film series. Yes. To be able to answer all of those questions, right? Um, so before we do that, let me let me let's discuss exactly what I think is the canon, and then we can go through what is not canon first, yes. right? So here's what what I would consider the canon. Okay, and very very simply, you want to think of Highlander as a trilogy of movies. Gotcha. Okay, it's a trilogy. So Highlander one, followed by Highlander Final Dimension. And then finally, Highlander, the Renegade Cut. Highlander 2, the Renegade Cut. And you have, if you watch it in that order, in a trilogy of movies, it has a very beginning, middle, and end feeling. Um, There's a lot of things that are hinted at um, and foreshadowed for some of the, the following movies. There's a lot of things that you can connect. I would also add in. Is this in, on the document? Yeah, this is all there. On what page? Uh, the first. Uh, 214. Yeah, like, uh, just, subscript C. Yeah. I need a table uh, of contents. Find it I need a table of contents under... in this fucking document. So, so I would, I would then also say that as a prequel to Highlander One, I would add in both the Gathering, which is season one, episode one of the series, and then uh, Homeland which is season four, episode one of the series. Both of those episodes are shot. They're very, very different. They're shot much more like standalone movies. They obviously had a much bigger budget to do those two episodes. Um, And they they connect really well, and they tell really good backstory. And then I would finally have Highlander, the animated series, episode five, as sort of like an epilogue. If you want to know after, after, you know, the end of Highlander 2, if you want to know what happens in the future with Connor McCloud, watch Highlander, the animated series, episode five. Well, he gives that backstory. Wait a sec. Before we go into the canon, I I was just reading your document. Yes. This is one thing I wanted to actually talk about. What are the rules in the... You wrote summon sword. Dude, this is the one thing yes. that okay. aggravates Go. me yes. across of all the things that aggravate me about this these movies, this might be the one that aggravates me the most because it happens with every character consistently. I think the guy and in, in the Right. So it makes they, sense they if it's have, a power instead. Right, cuz like they're always wearing trench coats and they always just pull their gigantic ass swords out of their trench coats. No sheets to be found, so it stands to reason that they're either able to just materialize these swords out of thin air like some Doctor Strange shit, or they're walking around with razor-sharp, unsheathed, three-foot-long slabs of metal next to their dicks the entire yeah. time. And it makes nobody is no noticing. goddamn sense. The no. only guy that made sense, I think, was the, uh, um, if, I re- if I recall, the first fight in the first movie, the guy that does all the backflips. What's his name? Oh, uh, Iman Fasil. Yeah, Iman Fasil. He's the only one that I recall actually pulling his sword out of his sheet. Right, right. And then the fucking... Well, I'll come back to the Kurgan's sword. It's just a whole other story. Right. So, so <laughs> I'll, let me let me answer that for you. Right. So again, <laughs> I want to be able to answer these these kind of questions. Right. So, 
you see you see them not only do they they pull their sword out of nowhere but if they're going to travel a longer distance they carry the sword though then you see you see it oftentimes yeah, wrapped, wrapped up, up. Exactly. you see like it, yeah like you see it you know and he like brings it with him so the summon sword right is it has like a limit in terms of distance so like like let's say that there's a mile radius and if your sword is near you within up to one mile you can summon your sword out of nowhere and and pull it out of the vortex if not if it's at more than a mile, which is why you need to bring it with you all the time and getting back to the trench coats it gets even more ridiculous in Highlander the Raven, which is a spinoff with yes. the female Highlander, yeah. Amanda, because she's often wearing skin-tight clothes, <laughs> ninja stuff. Yeah, so there, the there is no billowy coat that can theoretically hide. Did you eventually finish the first episode? Because I couldn't make it through the first I, episode I, of the Raven. I did finish it, and this, this is the scene I was specifically thinking of, because at the very end, she is walking yep. up in like a black suit, skin-tight, and all of a sudden... Just like you see her have a sword. Like, yeah. it's not even she yeah. pulls it off her belt. She just has a sword because, oh, now I have to fight with a sword. It's yeah. unbelievable. Did, you, did Another, you read this document? Oh, yeah. I, and I contributed to a little bit. Here is my favorite uh, you, superpower. You, 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 you wrote it You wrote it like you were writing a like a not like a book oh, about, yeah. like you're a scholar. Of, <laughs> this is amazing. He is. Because I want to hear his thoughts on my favorite superpower. Which so is? So my favorite superpower is... Um, an, an immortal's ability to understand and use up-to-date cultural references, despite having seemingly no frame of reference for the time or place they are in. So I will give you some, some examples. That's a power? You're, yes. Yeah. <laughs> in, Hi, in Highlander 3, yeah. the villain is... Highlander Final Dimension. Oh, in Thank Highlander you. Final Dimension... Yeah. <laughs> say, you thank, gotta, thank you. You got to say because the third movie yeah. is Highlander two. So so stat so, boy here. Yeah, so Highlander it. Final Dimension. Yeah. So in Highlander Final Dimension, the villain spends hundreds of years mm -hmm. stuck in a cavern. Correct. When he comes out of the cavern, correct. He starts making references like "Eyes on the Road" or "Hey, it's the '90s." Right. Mere hours mm -hmm. after, after. Leaving a cave. Mm -hmm. S uh, similarly, the villain from Highlander 2, which could be either an alien from another planet <laughs> or could also be somebody from the past who traveled to the future. But either way, he has no understanding or frame of reference for this current time period he's in. And he says all types of things like, this sure doesn't look like Kansas, does it? Or put it on my tab. Or okay. I bet so, you always wanted to drive one of these. So let me explain that, right? <laughs> so in so in in Highlander Renegade, right? Uh, there's a scene where Michael Ironside is looking at a video screen. Okay, yes. uh, that, um, that's Highlander so, Two: The Renegade Cut. Correct. Yeah. So we're gonna <laughs> here to fourth known as Highlander Renegade. Uh, so Highlander Renegade, um, Michael Ironsides is, and it's a, a screen that comes up out of nowhere that he can essentially sort of control, right? Yes. So the way you need to think about it is that is another power of the quickening is being able to see into the game, okay? So the game itself, right? The way that stop. you stop what? Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the game itself, right, is essentially you need to think of it almost like Asgard and Midgard. Okay, so Zeist, quote unquote, whatever that is, the, the great other place that they come from is sort of like Asgard. 
And so he's in the past, no, watching no, no, the future no, don't, on don't, TV. Don't, don't think of it as past and future. Think of it as two even different they, dimensions. E- even though they literally say in the movie, this is the past. Well, it's in the past. <laughs> not, not only is it... I'm getting there. <laughs> and Professor Xavier dumped his consciousness into his twin brother's body. Wait, I didn't say it was good. I didn't say it was good. But it connects. We didn't even get into the laser so, guns in the so past. So, yes, yet, it, is, it is the past in a different dimension. It's both. Oh. It's both. Well, well, now you're making tons of sense. Okay, right. go on. I'm so sorry. you know, like a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, that's that's essentially what it is. Yes, but they explicitly say that they're in the past of this world. No, no, they don't. Yeah, the world they, is they the don't, same. They don't specifically. They're drinking say Glen Morangi. They, they, they just say it just has words at the bottom that say in the past, gotcha. right? When they're in Zeist, it just says in the past. And so it's more like in a past. Correct. From a different dimension, right? And now you have these the final dimension. You have these this high educated um group of let's say governors, right? They're called jeditors, okay? They're they're <laughs> named they're named in the Highlander animated series. They're only not named in, the in any right, correct. They're but only in the in series, the series the jeditors are explicitly said as being in Hold the on. future. We're getting off, we're they're, getting off topic. They Hold explicitly on. say that the jeditors were created after a cataclysm after the events of the first movie it was the immortals get together and they represented the jeditors the current they jeditors. started calling themselves the jeditors right. after after the events the, the, of the series right, the huge war in happened the future right in the future the animated series specifically takes place in the future right highlander 2 has scenes specifically take place in the past right and you're saying that that future and that past are one you're saying like time is a circle it's a flat circle <laughs> It's a flat circle. All right. Correct. And so (laughs) this is a perfect. Does your head hurt yet? (laughs) This is a a perfect time for a reading break. I'm going to read my first passage from the Highlander novelization. There we go. Uh, Written by. Let's let's give them credit. Yeah. Highlander, The Element of Fire, by a novel by Jason Henderson. Passage one, page 62. But Gabriella was special, and she had a mind like a trap. Duncan gave up on trying to place his remembrance. Kissing the girl in front of him seemed like a better idea. He smelled chartreuse on Gabriella's breath and knew the taste of Glenmorange, Glenmorangie, whatever, Marangie. and the taste mixed as they lingered for a moment until the sun was gone and still the little girl skipped and chanted. Yes. Where did the little girl come from? I don't know. I'm not it's sure Highlander. if that's who she it's, was, it's was kissing, mommy porn. So, you yeah, know, come on. You know. So anyway, <laughs> so let me answer your question, right? So this is what happened, okay? Kane was put in a uh, almost like phantom zone. Michael okay. Ironside, the villain from no, 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 from no. Final Dimension. Kane. Kane was Final Kane Dimension. Kane is Mario Van Peebles. The guy with like Peebles. the weird, pa- right. uh, yeah, with the Mario weird Van Peebles from piercings. Final Dimension. Right. He was put into oh my a, God, it is, a Phantom it Zone by by Nakano. Okay. Yeah. After he kills Nakano, Nakano doesn't die right away. Puts him in the Phantom Zone with the yeah. other two. In that Phantom Zone, they are able to watch on the magic screen what's happening inside the game, which is why he knows as soon as he comes out that the Highlander won the game, right? So he can see what's going on inside the game even though he's been removed from the game. And then when the Phantom Zone breaks and he comes back into reality, that's when the game starts again 
and and uh, Connor has to he feels them and he feels the gathering again. All right, I feel like so I feel like you've done in... worse worse ways to like explain <laughs> things away. And so that goes back to the original original conversation we were having about what's the purpose of the game. It sounds like there's a loophole written in that pauses the game whenever the fuck people feel like it. Correct. No. And this, yeah, yeah, correct. So that's why it goes or, on or restart. It, it, it restarts. Yeah, less than pause. Restart. Yeah, yeah restart. Reset yeah. the game whenever somebody right. new is intro- introduced. That, from your la- from your last checkpoint, no which continue. which is actually which is actually plot that is built into the storyline that I mentioned. That's right. in the story that. And this is the perfect segue to start talking about the movies individually, and I want to start by talking about the fatal flaw at the heart of the series, and why. They have to introduce this whole resetting the game concept. So everybody knows, and we spoke uh, about at the beginning of this episode, there can be only one. Right. So at the end of the first movie, definitively, Connor McCloud is the only immortal left alive. Yep. However, it was a highly successful film. How can you have a sequel if there's no more immortals left? <laughs> Correct. Which is so how we get into the so position. Every, so we have talked before on the show about uh, the concept of a selective sequel, which is where uh, in a film universe, uh, maybe a fourth or fifth sequel were, will ignore events of certain sequels. For instance, um, Superman Returns uh, pretends that Superman 3 and 4 didn't happen. Normally, in a franchise, and in fact, I would say in every other franchise but Highlander, they remove full films, so it's very consistent. In Highlander, what they end up doing as they make these movies is that they selectively cherry-pick scenes from previous films and make sequels from them. Yep. Because what happens is that Highlander, the TV show, is a sequel for, of like the first third of Highlander the movie. Yeah. Highlander three and Highlander two are both Final di- Dimension and Renegade are both divergent sequels. I would argue, or at least that seems to be how they were made. And at the end of every Highlander movie, either Duncan or Connor is definitively the last Highlander alive. Every- and then the and then the next movie begins, and he is no longer the last Highlander alive. Well, and sometimes Endgame, there Endgame, are hundreds of them. Endgame ends without him being the, the last. Because there's yes. all of the other immortals, like fucking Mythos and every other scumbag immortal that's out there. That, that's the only one where they're a little bit unclear. But at the end of two, he's definitively, definitively or at the end of Final Dimension, he's definitively yeah, the last. Yeah, and the end, the end of, of Renegade. Yeah, end of Renegade as at well. the end of yeah. Source, it's also what's interesting about Source is they change what there can be only one means. <laughs> yeah, at the end of Source, there can be only one. Here, instead of there can be only years of continuity, they got yeah, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At the end of Source, it's not that there can be only one immortal that that will have the power and 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 continue to live. There will be only one immortal who can have a kid. That's what it means. Yeah, that's what it means. And then that kid will be the one, which that's what he says. I don't know. That movie was so bad. It is. It is. Like, it's on another level of how bad it is. We had to watch a lot of garbage. And one of the things that really drove me crazy about Highlander the series is that it would constantly contradict itself. It would, it would, it would write, like, 
huge amounts of backstory in just for like one episode. Yes. Like all of a sudden it's like, oh, I actually knew this person years and years ago, but I never ever mentioned them or brought them up until oh, right now. God. And they were like this really important person to me all my life and I never brought and then them they, up. And then they did that at the end of the movie too because the yeah. entire fucking movie makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. And then at the very end there's like a four minute monologue of the woman doing a voiceover again being like, so here's what actually happened. And they even flash back to scenes that you just watched 65 minutes ago and they replayed them again with her yeah. stupid monologue over it. It was so fucking bad. The, and the source the source just like it it it, it 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 wasn't it was just unnecessary of a movie. Like why even make it? It was so CGI'd. Everything was shot on a green screen. It just it looked terrible. It no, wasn't see, interesting. And so it, here's my hot take on the source. <laughs> Conceptually speaking, if you if you if you ignore Anthony's um, uh, the grand know, unified theory, the yeah, grand unified right, right. theory, <laughs> and, you, and you and you and you take it as the events in Endgame actually happened and are part of canon, and Connor is dead, and there's still a bunch of immortals left, which would which would negate Highlander two or Highlander two renegade any part of Highlander two from this continuity. My hot take is that conceptually speaking, the idea of like a bunch of immortals or the last remaining immortals deciding to not try and kill each other and win the game, but rather find the source of their immortality because none of them have been alive long enough to know where it is. Just that concept could make a really cool movie, but obviously they, they literally took that concept and was just like, yeah, no, we'll, we'll do that for like 30 seconds and then just fuck everything else and screwed up the rest of it. But and that idea, I was like, this is kind of cool because you don't, really, you don't really see often, aside from Duncan and, Con and work, Duncan, Duncan and Connor working together, you've never seen like a sweet team of immortals, you know, like just kicking ass or whatever. Like it was kind of cool. I see, but then it was just the rest of it was awful. I mean, I, I think that that is one of the biggest things that I hated both about Endgame and about the series, which when it became the immortal of the week, and they had a different episode about like every immortal from like under the sun where it they was like all know each the other. Under, the they underage, the they underage, other, yeah. the underage girl who is like a drug and sex fiend who dies. Right. And then becomes oh God, immortal. That episode was so that, cringy. That, dude, so cringy. And she keeps hitting on Duncan. Yes. It's so cringy. And then you have the episode with the um, with the special needs guy. Right. Where he's like an older guy and like he's an immortal. So they have to. But he's he's special needs and he ends up killing this woman because he's like freaking out. And like they have to like kill him. So Richie. So he just lays down on the train track. Like <laughs> it's just so bad. Like when they're trying to fit every like, oh, and then fucking mythos every single thing. It's like. I'm like screaming <laughs> at the TV, like do something. Like especially in Endgame, you have this guy, Mythos. He's supposed to be one of the oldest immortals, one of the most powerful immortals, and he sits on his freaking ass and doesn't do anything. Not doesn't physically, anything. not mentally. No, I don't know. Like, what would you anything. say you do here? Sir? Yeah, like who is he? He, <laughs> he doesn't wear, do. He wears those so sweet annoying. red glasses in the source with like the oh, little. Oh <laughs> my god, dude! It took me forever. Like oh when I when god. I first watched the source, I'm sitting there going, I'm like, like I recognize Mythos. 
those. I'm like, I'm like, who are these other two fucking assholes? Like the priest with the flock of seagulls hair. Oh and I was like, God. I was like, oh, they're actually immortals too. Yeah. I was like, but my favorite thing about the source was that how they they again they in the the beginning monologue is like the world is in chaos, but. By the world, they literally just meant like that one city in Europe where they were. Like everything yeah. else in the world seemed to be okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Eastern Europe. I think it's like that now. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you need to be in the future to have chaos in like in right. the Balkans. Okay, moving away from the Grand Marino Unified Theory. Yeah, of what Highlander, fucking movie are we on right now? I, w- so I want to go through and list for for because we haven't definitively list all the properties that were made for okay. our audience. So. Yeah. Here's what we have. We have five feature films. We have Highlander from 1986. We have its sequel, Highlander 2, made in 1991, or released at least. Uh, Then we have Highlander 2, the renegade version, which is just taking Highlander 2, adding a bunch of off-screen dialogue and... Some ridiculous narration. Uh, to scenes over. that were filmed years later. So again, very Snyder cut esque. Yeah. Like Highlander Two, which is one of the reasons why I love that we're talking about this right now. It is literally the Snyder cut. Yeah. It's what this. Is. So if you look at Highlander Renegade and you don't see that as a great movie, I guarantee you, you're not gonna like the Snyder cut. <laughs> <laughs> then we have what was released as Highlander Three, which had. A couple of different subtitles. One of them was The Sorcerer. Mm-hmm. The other was The Final Dimension. Right. And, and it was also called The Quickening, right. depending on where it was released. Right. Then right. we have Highlander Endgame, which is 2000. That's the fourth film. And then we have Highlander The Source, which is the fifth film. In the midst of all these other things TV being released, film. we have uh, the TV show, which was 1992 to 1998. And the pilot of that TV show was introduced... Uh, another member of the clan McLeod, same clan, different vintage. We have Duncan <laughs> McLeod, who is the star from 1992 to 1998, and the and the pilot has Connor McLeod. Christopher Lambert comes uh, comes back, and, and he's in that. Then we have the spinoff of Highlander, the TV show. We have Highlander the Raven, which was on the air from 1998 to 1999. We then have two animated entrants, which Anthony has mentioned a lot. One is Highlander, the animated series, which ran from 1994 to 1996. And then we have what is my favorite entrant into the entire series, which is Highlander, the search for vengeance. That is a anime directed by a guy who worked on the Animatrix and and all that. And it is... Ninja Scroll. Yeah. Yeah. It's set in... Very famous. um, uh, Oh, it looks amazing. It's the only good one as far as I'm concerned. It's set in... Uh, New York in 2187, and it stars Colin McLeod, which is the fourth McLeod. So we have Connor from the main movie, Duncan from the TV show, Quentin from the animated series, and from the anime we have Colin McLeod. I love Vengeance. It's set in a future. It doesn't tie in with anything. One amazing thing about Vengeance is it, it introduces a new rule twist, which is that in the movie... A regular person kills an immortal by shoving a grenade in that immortal's mouth. Right. So the yeah. grenade goes off. So it's not a slicing of the head. Right. The head but it's a gone. complete destruction of the head, right. which means that that also counts. While at the same time in that movie, an immortal is shot through the head with a bullet. 
that does not kill them. So yeah, right. you need to completely destroy the head. Yeah, the right. head has you to remove... be detached from the body. Right. It doesn't matter In how. fact, I think in the first movie, it's if your head comes away from your neck, it's over. Yes. That's, that's the line that Ramirez says to uh, yep. Connor McLeod while he's training him. Yep. He, while he's training him. He says, uh, if your head comes away from your neck, it's over, right? So that's sort of what we can take away from that is that – if you separate your head from your neck in any way, you could blow it up, you could stomp on it, you can cut it off, you can get it run over by a train any way that you want to. You can, as long as you separate the neck from the head. So let's talk about the individual movies now. Yes, right. Highlander. So, well, so let's let's talk about the canon, right? Because like there is okay. there's so much fodder, and obviously, vengeance. Unfortunately, the source. Unfortunately, Endgame. Most of the series. Really, it, it there's a lot of things that constantly contradict themselves. And I don't think vengeance contradicts with your theory, though. Well, yeah, it does because he existed in the past, and he Connor is the last. So why? How can he exist? In, how can it exist in the future? Well, he's not in the future, even though they say yeah, it's, it is. Even though they say it's twenty one eighty seven, he's actually in Zeist. And he's been watching. I can't tell. Yeah, no, he's, he's definitely not in Zeiss. That's, that's it. Took me a second to realize you were trolling. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so so let's start off. Let's start, start off, off in chronological in chronological order. Okay. <laughs> chronological order. Uh, so let's start off in in chronological order, and that would be uh, with what I would consider the prequels, and that would be with the Gathering. Yes. Okay, so the gathering is season one, episode one of uh, Highlander the series. And for okay. context, this is released after the movie. Yes, and right around the time of the second film, titular. Yep, correct. Yeah, it's it's right before the release of the second film. Yep. And so Connor McCloud comes back in, um, and we are introduced to Duncan McCloud. Um, great, great start to. The episode because it starts right away with some with some sex, right? Like that's the first thing that you see, and that is kind <laughs> of like what is Highlander at its core is a crazy over the top storyline, really good action, and passionate lovemaking. And right? every one of <laughs> that's in, in any good storyline of Highlander, that's the elements that are there. And Pretty every accurate. one of Connor's love interests is basically interchangeable. Mm-hmm. No disrespect yeah. to the women and brutally but they, murdered, but they all, yeah, but they all are are brutally. They have a brutal death that happens off screen um, between the events of of, of 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 certain movies, right? And they all look similar. They're all an attractive blonde who has a very gung ho type job. Yes, yeah. Yeah. he got, definitely has a type. I was going to say it's only a thousand which, years, He's got which a type, is very you know? very interesting because in the gathering, it's actually Connor. Who is pushing Duncan away from having a relationship? Yes, Duncan has um, has taken himself sort of out of the game, and it's he a does cock block. Right. Well, he doesn't want to participate, and then all of a sudden, the gathering is here. Right. So it's important to envision this episode, right, this movie, as happening right before the events of what we see happen in Highlander One. Right. right or or relatively close within like let's say six months. Beforehand. Even though there are technology and time period problems, because this TV show is definitively nineties. Yes, correct. And, and Highlander one is definitively eighties. Now, although although the way that it's shot yeah. and the way that it looks in terms of the technology, there's not a piece of technology that you see that may not have well, existed. Well, no. For, for what the, you're talking about in the yeah. you're talking about in the police station. Yeah. 
No. But those computers could have been there in the 80s. Guys, they would have looked guys, exactly the you don't same. Need, you're, missing the, you're missing the easiest timestamp on the series. You don't need to look at technology. You don't need to look at pop culture or whatever. You just need to look at Richie. If Richie is not a fucking product of the 90s, then, like, I mean, that's <laughs> how you know what time period but, you're in. Just but, listen to him talk. By yeah, the way, guys, the, if you're not familiar with Richie, the sidekick character in the TV show, <laughs> think Ryan. of Johnny from The Room. And oh, ju- and, and, God. And just imagine having Johnny from The Room be a character throughout, like, six years of a TV show and eventually becoming an immortal with a sword. And, yeah. and that kind of... Just That's real quick, I just want to say that this yeah. TV series had oh. six seasons, a hundred plus episodes, and every single episode looks like a fucking grindhouse movie. Yeah, they're they're so grainy; it's really shot poorly, um, but they're really cool. Like, oh, like, fun. and this this episode, the gathering, is really really awesome. It has much better fight scenes. The 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 training scene between Duncan and Connor. Oh, one of the best scenes in the whole series. One of by the best far. scenes is like, and they do it twice. It's great. Um, the backstory, just the camaraderie that you see, it really builds both characters, and it gives such depth to the Connor McCloud character that we see in Highlander One, right? And, like, really awesome, and it has one of the most important scenes in the entire mythos of Highlander. And what is that? That is the conversation in the kitchen. So there is a conversation in the kitchen that happens in between uh, Duncan, Connor, and Tess. Now, this is the early 90s. Women at this time in both TV and film were not always a strong like, in-your-face kind of character. Well, 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 I'm not trying to get canceled, okay? Easy. No, 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 I'm saying... <laughs> we're this we, we're is, saying this, we have a problem with th- that? No, 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 no. <laughs> this no, this know, scene was so ahead of its time because the way that Tess is in this scene, she's so strong, so confident. It's a really awesome... It was really cool to be able to see that. Um, but she has this conversation, and they explain the game, and they're sp- explaining the, the, the of what they're doing and why. And... You know, Duncan says to Connor, I didn't explain everything. And Connor goes into it and talks a little bit about, you know, that the fact that they have to kill everyone and the last one remaining will have all the power of all of the immortals who ever lived and will have enough power to rule and control the entire world. So there is a moral obligation then to to kill, even if you're a good person. I like that concept. Yeah, 100%. Because if you don't kill them, they're going to kill you. And then more importantly... You need to make sure that it's not going to be somebody who's going to destroy the world. Exactly, yes. So it it makes them have this sort of superhero element to them, right? And so it's a very, very important scene, and it really establishes sort of what Highlander is at its core. And while I was putting the research together, I was really kind of racking my brain and trying to define Highlander in a simplistic way and like more what, than mortals with swords. Right, exactly. Like what is it? And really Highlander at its core, right? And the most important thing to understand, it is it is the quest and the 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 contest for world domination. It is a game that you play and the the prize of that game is world conquest. Oh, it's risk. That's it's it's world conquest. But it is also the tragedy of immortality. Okay. So out, it is the conquest the the contest uh for world domination and the tragedy of immortality. Okay, hang on one second. That is Highlander at its core. Christian, what's our time? What what minute are we at right now? 
52. Okay. Yeah. That's exactly. All right. I need to text Parker from the Rotten Tomatoes League because 52 minutes into this podcast, uh, he's going to take that quote from you and turn it into a slack bot in our league because <laughs> that was one of the most absurd fucking things you've ever said. And I'm so happy that you said it. I'm having so much fun on this, this episode. This All is... the pain that I went through to get here was totally <laughs> worth it. This is great. Because but now you know is... how much bullshit is No, but out that, of is, that is what Highlander is, right? Because... Eventually, you're going to get all of the power of all of the immortals that ever lived. So your goal, the whole goal, the whole point of the game is is world conquest. You want to control the end. You want to have all the power. And we get a chance to see Connor do that after he gets the Kane power up from Final Dimension. And we'll get into that when we, we hit that. Here's a question for your theory. Okay. Given that this pilot, which we just established, is the first part chronologically of yeah, the series, chronologically, mm-hmm. that means that somewhere between the events of the pilot and and Highlander One, Duncan dies because Correct. at the end of Highlander One, Connor is definitively the last immortal. Yeah, right. So there's a tragic element then to Connor at the beginning of the movie, Correct. because he has just. But they never, his... but they never explain who obviously the immortal that just died at the beginning of the first movie is. We just make that assumption that it's Duncan. Uh, you can make that right, assumption. You can, yeah. you can make yeah. that which assumption. I, which I like. I, so, I like that. I, I love that. And, you so here's the other, and here's the other piece to that is the way that I would write it, almost as like a Rogue One type story, right? To like fill in the gap, is I would make it Iman Fossil, right? So Iman Fossil right, yeah. is an immortal. He he kills Duncan. And then you have Highlander 1 is starting off with Connor getting revenge for Duncan's murder right. and by killing Iman Fossil. And that's why he goes into the wrestling event. That's why he's, like, so focused and, like, he's such a madman trying to get out of there because, like, he knows that this should be done in a different way. But he's so passionate that he wants to kill Fossil because Fossil killed Duncan. Yep. That's great. I really and, like that. And that's, that's the way that I would explain it. Which, now, which, I mean, it fits in perfectly with this, the, the flow as well. Um, after the gathering, um, it just as a little bit of backstory for Duncan and a way to build out his character, I would then go to Homeland, right? To say, so, because the way that it ends, Connor leaves Duncan, right? Duncan is still with Tess, and he's having this, you know, kind of like conflicted kind of moment, right? So what does he do? He goes for soul searching, Right. And he goes for soul searching. Where does he go? He goes back to Glenfinnich. Right. And so he goes back home and he goes and he searches after this long lost, you know, person that he loved and everything like that. And then that's where we would have Homeland, which would be season four, episode one. So you do you do the gathering season one, episode one. And then it the next piece would be Homeland. And then when he comes back from Glenfinnich back to the United States, that's when he is ambushed by Iman Fossil and Iman Fossil kills him. So in one foul swoop, we cut out five, six, five and three quarters, whatever seasons of continuity, yeah. Yeah. just gone to the wind. We, totally and, fucking just, it, You use these and you view them. There is it. It really no, it creates makes a very it linear a lot of story, sense, yeah. especially because in Homeland, it's one of the only other episodes aside from number one that even mentions Connor. Yep, and it gives backstory that contradicts what they tell in Endgame, but <laughs> it, it gives backstory to uh, to Duncan. You know that there's at least a two-year gap in between when he dies and when he first meets Connor. So it's not like they met right away. 
there's a two-year period that Duncan is out there before he kills his first immortal that he's just trying to figure out what happened to me yep. because he got banished from his, his – his parents banished him as well. It's time for our second passage from – Highlander, The Element of Fire by Jason Henderson. We should put this in every podcast, just a Highlander (laughs) quote. This is great. Go ahead. Nantucket. Duncan McLeod owned more or less less ran a boarding house on Nantucket, a two-story, two-room house that would more properly be called a hotel were it not nestled into a private drive. Duncan had approached the house as an exercise in salvation of sorts. The place had fallen from use in recent years, and it looked it. And when the Highlander arrived on the East Coast, the house seemed an interesting diversion. It was certainly a far cry from running a newspaper in Washington State. I he, like it. He lived quite the life. He, had, he, had he ran a boarding house in Nantucket. Now, moving on, <laughs> the yeah. next one chronologically is what was released as Highlander through the source, but it's actually— No, no it no, will be Highlander, Highlander 1. Right. So well, yeah, well, yeah, I'm sorry. So we already Highland, established Highlander, yeah, Highlander 1. Is next, one yeah. Yeah. And, then, and then so Highlander 1 ends. Right. Connor has the prize. Correct. Then he lives out. Then he, he then he goes to the for Highlands. For 10 years. So he, this is 10 years after he's yeah. won the prize. So then, But then at the end of Highlander 1, he and Brenda Wyatt mm-hmm. move to Scotland. And it says that he can have kids now. Now, he doesn't necessarily move to Scotland. It, he doesn't. He, he says so in the he beginning. Moved, he he says at the end of the movie that he's moved back to Scotland. At the end of, at the end of Highlander right, one. At, at the end of Highlander he says one. That he, he, moved does, back to he does move back to Scotland. And, right. and that he can have kids now, and that he can age. Correct. And then Highlander. Um, what are we calling? It? We're calling it officially Final Dimension. Final Dimension. Mm-hmm. That one begins. She is now dead off screen somewhere. Her mm-hmm. death is never mentioned. He has an adopted kid. Mm-hmm. He's living somewhere in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. And then this immortal was like basically t- his piece was taken off the game board is how you view it. So like mm-hmm. Connor won some version of the prize mm-hmm. because th- this guy was taken off the game board. And now due to an excavation by a Japanese company, they find. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm about to explain they, all of this. They find. um these immortals that were trapped there's three immortals who were trapped mm-hmm. in a cavern by mm-hmm. the sorcerer and once they open the cavern then these guys are back in the game so it like resets the game so now connor is no longer won the prize correct and just to clarify guys in every movie somebody wins the prize only to lose it the next movie. Yep. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. It's great. Connor, it's every, and every Connor won the prize follows... three times, then dies. More, more than that, actually. And then, then dies, then Duncan wins the prize. You're forgetting so, the most important part of winning the prize. You don't. You only win the prize in a fight in an industrial complex. Well, That's and, very and so technically, he's actually won it more than three times. He wins it in the first movie. Mm-hmm. He wins it in the second movie, mm-hmm. uh, Final uh, Final Dimension, and then he wins it twice in Highlander uh, Re- Renegade. I also want to point out something, uh, since this is an audio format. Throughout this podcast, Anthony has been definitively saying that. What was released as Highlander 2 is Highlander 3, that it's actually Highlander 3. Yes, Highlander And Renegade. the only problem with that argument is that right next to him is a DVD <laughs> of said movie that definitively says on it Highlander, Highlander 2. 2. Right, right. So, it, it, <laughs> so this is the way that you just have to think about it. So you have to – because it takes place in the future. 
right? So, no. so Highlander: Final Dimension. And numbers is a prequel. are different in the future. It's a prequel. It's no, a prequel. So, so my favorite part of this episode is watching Christian's reaction because this is all new <laughs> to Christian, and he's just sitting there like we're melting his brain. So, so hold on, let me let so me explain this nonsense. for you. And we haven't even gotten to the aliens. So then. let's let me explain. Alien. Yeah, yeah. So so let me explain this to you, right? So. Remember how I said that there's two years time in between where Duncan dies and before he meets Connor, right? Yes. The reason that there is that two-year gap is Connor is in Japan, right? And Connor is training with the sorcerer Nakano, right? So Nakano, and that happens right after Heather, um, you know, Heather dies, right? He travels over to Japan, Wait. ends up training with the sorcerer Nakano, right? And so he trains with the sorcerer. Kane comes in, right? There's no way that... Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. I just want to clarify. You're saying that the the scene with Nakano in the cavern doesn't take place in the past? You're saying it takes No, yeah, place- it does. It does. Yeah. So, so, so it, after Duncan yeah. dies, his yes. first death, right? his first death when he becomes yes. an immortal, yes. there's a two-year gap before he meets Connor. Gotcha. Right. What even I'm though saying in is the, the pilot, reason... even though in the pilot we see him die for the first time, and and Connor tell him that he's an immortal. No, that's in Endgame. Uh, oh, in game. In Endgame, which is why that's not. Oh, canon. it's not canon. Yeah, correct. Endgame is not ah. canon because you see Duncan waking up, which also contradicts literally what they had said in the show. Right, because they they said in the show that there's you know obviously in in Homeland that there's this two year gap. This is so then, complex. <laughs> so so anyway, right? So Anthony has never put so much research and work into anything else in his entire life. So once, <laughs> so Brenda, Brenda, imagine, imagine if he had this level of like enthusiasm for like medicine or, or like he would have cured cancer right now he would have cured cancer let me explain this let me explain this so brenda from the first movie dies this is why we don't have a, so, a better vaccine so fi- the like reason the reason i say that we, we should do final dimension what you have to call it final dimension is because again final dimension just like highlander one just like highlander two is an orgy of snyder cuts there were all of these different versions that were mm-hmm. released and the version final dimension was the it had the most risque it had the most sex scenes the most graphic sex scenes and it removed a lot of like most nudity it it removed it removed all of the the time so like originally it said it was like oh it's 1994 but then that didn't make sense so they removed the timepiece so you don't know what year it's happening in it's never definitively said you know when they come into the present yeah it's never definitively said what year it is I have a question for you it was in earlier uh, in earlier incantations it uh, wasn't in, right. in the final so dimension. I have a question for you getting back right. to um, the reason immortals know about current pop culture references is because they watch the game on their super TV from Zeist right correct that's yeah. why that's why uh, uh, Katana and Kane know right. about it so do they only watch the game and not when people have sex? I ask that because there is a scene when the villain from Highlander Final Dimension oh, uh, it's, has it's sex overly, with a prostitute. Right, it's over. And it's she racist, gives him a condom. She gives, she gives, oh, he, oh, she gives him a condom, and he thinks that it's gum, which is confusing because how would a guy from medieval Japan? think that what he was being given was gum. Well, see, I'm not even sure he thought of it as gum. I think he just didn't know what it was, and his first instinct was to taste it. 
Either way, it's stupid. That's what she said. Yes, yes correct. <laughs> correct. Dude, I, I went through I went through the first third of that movie and I swore that was one of the Wayans brothers. Yeah. No, yeah. So anyway, let me explain this to you really quickly, right? So the in terms of a timeline, right? What you have here is Brenda, um, they move to Scotland, right? All of a sudden there's there becomes a problem with the ozone layer. Okay. Yes. Now, somehow, now, right, whatever. There's a there's a problem, right? That, yeah. Which was a very big concern back in the early nineties. But it, right? but it was no, already out, in the process of being solved, which is what I love. No, it well, <laughs> well, not in, in final dimension, right? No, this no, I mean I'm like in about. the real world. Oh, right. It was already right, right. it was already pretty much solved. So anyway, so so uh, Connor being connected to everyone's mind, right? Becoming Professor Xavier and being because he won the game now feels an obligation to go to where in the Middle East, in the desert, where the sun is breaking through the most, okay? Which yes. is why the sky is all messed up. The I thought the through sky the was messed up. The sky the was messed happens. up because of, because it's quickening, well, which apparently but, is now well, a but worldwide it was, phenomenon. Well, exactly. Now, does it make more sense that it's a worldwide phenomenon, or that's actually the ozone layer breaking down but it and happens at them the trying— same- but no, because they're in the Middle East, and whereas the no, no, but happens I mean, it happens Japan. at the same time, and and assume and and the whole precipitating. Well, it doesn't necessarily say it's the whole precipitating exactly event the for the time. film. As soon as he sees the quickening in the sky, well, he feels he, it. He leaves his kid, and he has right. this worried his look. His adopted kid. So, he so, doesn't give a shit about his adopted kid. He spends all this trying time trying They're to just, save the kid at the end of the movie. The adopted kids, the adopted kids are just a way for him at to end, funnel money to. At the end of the what movie, are we even on? We're on Final Dimension. Okay. <laughs> at the end of the movie, there's a big fight sequence that's all about him saving the kid. Uh, yeah, I mean, he cares about he's the kid. He's screaming in the airport. He cares about the kid. Yeah, I mean, he cares, <laughs> but not like he's like he like kind of selectively cares. Gotcha. I, because like he, dude, he, I literally like, just watched Final Dimension two days ago, and I don't remember this fucking scene. <laughs> like, this is how bad these movies are. Because like, do you remember the whole scene where he like leaves to go to Scotland and just have sex and party in Scotland? <laughs> yes. and Totally forgets about his son at all. Like, he's like, "I'll call you when I get there," and then he never calls. He never talks to his son. He never like <laughs> like. Dude, how about the scene where he cuts Kane in half and Kane's but, body is so, floating? So that's a power I want to talk about. So again, <laughs> well, I think that comes from the sorcerer part. Let me let me, get, let me get to the this, sorcerer's right? power. So listen, let me get to this. So Brenda, in 1995, after going with Connor, right, into the desert where the ozone layer is breaking up, she gets radiation poisoning and dies in 1995, okay? He then, in 1996, which is where these uh, these this takes place, right? So Final Dimension takes place in 1996, okay? And all of these events that happen are after Brenda dies, and where he then that's when he falls in love because he's sort of on the rebound and he falls in love with this other woman, you know, whatever the reporter chick, right? Uh, question. Okay. So, in Final Dimension, you're Final talk Dimension, about when they tell how her, the cop says right she dies that in Brenda died in a fiery crash. In really Scotland. easy way to explain it. He's lying to her because he's trying to get her to give him information. So he's threatening right. and he's lying to her saying, listen, the last person who hung out with Connor died in a fiery wreck. You, okay, do you want to die in a fiery wreck, too? He's yeah. trying to get he's trying to interrogate her. So he's lying to her. All right. So here's my other question. OK. In the scene in the movie that we're that we're rapidly approaching as the third film in this series, mm-hmm. Highlander Renegade. Correct. We see Brenda die. 
It's unclear what time, even though they say 95, but you can find whatever. In 1995, But it is clear dies. that she dies in a catastrophic type situation. It's a ward that is a warehouse larger than like an arena. Correct. And you have thousands of beds of Correct. people dying. Hundred, hundreds, but yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it appears as though, I mean, like they have wards for people dying from the sun. Correct. And where, where However, it, it, it just says area, whatever. Right. Then... So, so this is supposed to have taken place before Highlander, the final dimension. Correct. But all throughout final dimension, people are walking under the sun in the sky. Correct. With no radiation. Right. There's no mention of a worldwide um, mass casualty event. I don't know if you know this. There's still there's going not on. mention of much in Highlander final no, dimension. But <laughs> they really don't they don't mention at all what's going on. It's unbelievable. So it is very believable. So here's look, the thing. No, no, no. So the corporation. One more thing. In, one more thing. I'm right. not done. Just look at how much a part of our daily lives the coronavirus is, and I'm not sure. I'm not making light of that at all. This is something that has affected the entire world and in, in our country in a very profound way, and that's right. 500,000 deaths. Right. The event that they're talking about in Highlander Renegade is much more. We're talking millions of deaths, and you're saying that just doesn't come up in conversation or in viewing or in any way. You're telling me I'm that telling you you're that telling it, me it that happened... these people still walk around no, with this t-shirts. Is, this is phase when the one. sun is killing so, them. So this is phase one, right? So that area in the desert that Connor goes and that we see him living in, right, yeah. in the beginning of the movie. That is that that is let, let's say that's ground zero. Okay, but the For rest where... of the world isn't dealing with it. Well, they're they're so hearing he moved about his it. wife. For, what it sounds even. Yeah. Though he's an immortal. He moved his wife correct. to the one area where she could die quickly. Correct. Because he she and wanted kept to his adopted kid she, there and his best friend. Correct. Because very good. She, because she wanted to come with him and he believed that he was smart enough to be able to fix everything. So he goes to the site to ground zero to say, Okay, I'm the smartest man in the world. I'm gonna go and fix this, right? Doesn't realize how bad it is. He doesn't understand how bad it is. She gets radiation poisoning. Hundreds and thousands of other people in that area, in that small area, get radiation poisoning. But there's no, there's, there's talk of it, right? Which is why we see the corporation. So the corporation in Final Dimension, which is just called the corporation, is what eventually becomes the shield corporation so in when they're in japan there's all of this technology it almost looks like these these tesla pieces that are in this factory right that is the shield being built that is the like the different components right. to to put the shield out there and and he's not working with them at all at this point uh not yet but the, gotcha. they're building the technology. They're testing it. They're right at like the precipice of it, and it's while they're excavating underneath the. Why the, do they have the, to the excavate for this I, shield? I, who knows? Why? But for some reason, well, because you have to drag, dig into the middle of the earth, maybe. Just so, so just logically, energy. guys, to make a to make an energy shield that has in space sustaining they, energy. They for need the to. They world. need to dig a tunnel into the earth. Right to get at the Very earth's good. core. To get at the earth's core, so you have enough heat. To be able to have so more that's energy, where all the energy comes right. From. So it's, well, it's a piece of the energy, yeah. and then it's as made we of find vibranium. out, as we find out in Renegade, uh, all of the other countries are also <laughs> feeding their energy into the shield. That's okay. why they can't have lights on. That's why they they everything is in the dark and everything like that, and everything like there's not there's like small amounts of electricity, right? So this so brings in up Final oh Dimension, right? So in Final Dimension. <laughs> Uh, it's the right at the beginning of the problem 
where the sun is eating. So it's only eating through one specific place, one specific town or city, let's say, on Earth. So a lot of people are like, ah, yeah, you know, that's just a, that's just a Middle East problem. That's not real. That's not real. We don't need to worry about the ozone layer. That's just a, you know, a problem in the desert. You have of course to it's ignore be in the so much of these movies to have them tie in like this. Like, no, you don't. Have, well, you, like the, the forget movies. selective sequels. This is like I'm taking scenes 14, 15, and 13 of this movie <laughs> and bringing it together with scenes 14, 15, and well, 37. It's foreshadowing. Next- it's, it's foreshadowing. You use them uh... to tell the story. So if you're watching it in this way, you're seeing the evolution and the creation of the Shield Corporation. What I love is certain lines of dialogue in these canon movies aren't canon no okay wait which which line of dialogue the one that said that she died in scotland oh yeah well because he's lying to her but that's never established but it's never established that he's not lying to her that's unbelievable <laughs> that is 100 percent believable would you say that a cop has never lied to someone during an investigation i would say that you're crazy why let me tell no- you let me tell you what's truly unbelievable the first movie, the Kurgan, has a sword that he puts together like fucking Legos. That is truly unbelievable. And magnets. Yeah. It's great. The magnets are it's that great. powerful. They stay- No, fuck yeah, off. That was yeah. the dumbest it's thing great. ever. It's that amazing. fucking sword Dude, pissed sword me is, off so much. It's so cool. It was so cool. Such a good scene. Uh, okay, so let's let's move on, right? So Highlander things- Renegade. So Final Dimension, the things that we pick up, we have the, the beginning and the genesis of the S.H.I.E.L.D. Corporation, which we're going to talk about in Highlander Renegade. Um, we added new powers to the quickening, right? You understand that uh, there's now the power of illusion, and you understand more to the fact that when you kill someone, you gain all of their knowledge and power, meaning that you're you're getting, like, if they have magic powers, like super magic powers, like illusion, you're gaining that too. Yes. And you're able to do that. So now we're, we've established that. So we've grown now. We've gone from the first movie. Now we've grown. We've added another element of like more magic to it. And now we're going into Highlander Renegade, which in my opinion is the absolute best Highlander movie ever made. Now, to start with Highlander <laughs> Renegade, we need to talk about... The original theatrical version, what its plot was. Correct. And then talk about what they ended up being. Right. So Highlander Renegade was originally Highlander 2. And Highlander 2 was released as a sequel to Highlander 1. Set in the future. And it's specifically 2024. And it says, the year is 2024. Industrial pollution has destroyed the ozone layer leaving the planet at the mercy of the sun's ultraviolet rays. An electromagnetic shield now protects the Earth. A small group believes that the ozone layer has repaired itself, and the shield is no longer necessary. But no one knows for sure. Right. So this happens 28 years after the events of Final Dimension. And even though they ignore all this in your canon renegade cut, the movie, as it was originally shot filmed, written, and released. Yes. That doesn't count because we have the Renegade. Wonderful. Because their vision all along was to not have them be aliens. Yeah, got Zack Snyder. And I've been teasing this alien bit for a little while. And for those of you that haven't watched Highlander 2, even though Highlander 1 is all about these immortal humans, it's established that these immortal humans are actually 
from another planet, the planet Zeist. Zeist. And they, Where are you from, Zeist? They, they oh, are they are God. refugees of a failed coup <laughs> on the planet Zeist. Uh, not, and they, not refugees. Uh, they're prisoners. Prisoners. They're, this, this is, is like a penal sentence. colony. This right. is Australia. Well, well, no, 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 no. So it's so, like Alien Three. Well, they're 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 rebels, and then they are sentenced into the game, which is yes. where the, which is when they're sent to Earth. And what happens is that correct, Connor won this game. Correct. And he's the last again, again alien. Again, he won it again. He, well, he's correct. he's the last alien on Earth, mm-hmm. and he has grown old. After saving the world with the Shield Corporation again, you don't want to think of like aliens. Think of it like Asgard and Midgard. Like you don't but look at you don't in, look at Thor in, and in, like in oh your he's an alien. Theory. But yeah, he is an alien. So you can. But that's what it is. In your theory, yeah. However, in what's said, the definitive theory. In, in what's said in the movie, like what's what's in written <laughs> form and definitive scene on screen, they are aliens from another. I, lo- I love how Anthony's like no. No, just this wrong. is the Anthony this Marino definitive Highlander. And there's laser guns <laughs> and all this. And you're an idiot. Move on. <laughs> and once again, he 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 gets the same. It has this like poor man's Blade Runner aesthetic and all this type stuff. Oh. Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk Highlander is the best Highlander. And it then was it, great in Highlander: The Search for Vengeance. It's great in Highlander too, and it's great in the animated. And series. then Ramirez, played by Sean Connery, correct, comes back. Because that's one of the new powers of the quickening, which is that if you are engaged in a quickening, which means you just killed an immortal and you're getting lightning, if you scream that person's name, they then come back to life. So Ramirez comes back to life, uh, flirts with a woman on a tra- on a train, uh, gets a suit Airplane. for a, a for on a plane, gets yeah. a suit for a pearl earring, yeah, shows mm-hmm. up at the end, mm-hmm. has very little interaction with Connor, mm-hmm. and. Can we talk about his death scene All right, for a we, moment? Do you want me to explain this? Or do you I, well, to... here's I just want to. So his death scene <laughs> is so fantastic. It. it is it is the biggest contrived situation. I for don't. A death I scene. honestly do not know how you cannot laugh when when the yeah. bagpipes kick in. It and, is and the so the sentimental. Fan, the fan is oh. coming down. He's like, and you summon it all up, and it, it can reach something glorious. And it's like. And the bagpipes come in, bro. I have watched this movie probably sixteen times in the last two months. I laugh hysterical every single time. The, the, the dichotomy, sixteen times. The, oh my god, you have a problem. I man. love this. Movie. You have a problem. I Didn't I tell movie. you from the, the, the meth head? It's so good. It's all like the the whole reason that I got so into this is because. Like Highlander Two, like Highlander Two is just—it's absolutely. Years incredible. from now, Stephanie's going to come to us and be like, "He still has a problem. He won't stop watching." I Highlander. Almost, I, won't stop it's watching. ruined our lives. Bro, I want to get like the poster. I want to put it on. You're like, going to have a, a Highlander themed wedding, dude. I would, I mean, <laughs> oh, that'd be God. so sweet. But only cyberpunk Highlander. Oh, it would course. have to be very specifically cyberpunk. Highlander. You're, you're going to go to Argentina and tour the sets, man. That would be so sick. <laughs> so. Okay. This scene is it, the death scene for Ramirez, or death scene part two, is so overdramatic because because you have actually legit good acting from Sean Connery, like this very corny but but sappy line, and you had this like like very emotional score, as he sacrifices himself for no reason. What happens is that the three main characters, Connor, Ramirez, uh, and his new love interest. Luis, yeah, Luis, yeah, Luis gets Marcus. stuck in a in, in a room that shouldn't exist. 
Right. Which is with just a, a silo with a fan with a fan that's lowering down. <laughs> that's slowly which of course is the down. perfect way to kill an immortal because if a fan comes down and chops off your head. So the fan's coming down and the way it's described is that if you summon up all of your life force, Ramirez uses all of his life force mm-hmm. to push the fan okay. up long enough. Yeah. So that the other two can escape the silo. Well, he unlocks it first. Don't forget, he uses telekinesis to yes. unlock the door. Now, which that's apparently a power. Well, but but what's amazing? <laughs> but what's amazing is that why doesn't he just use the same power, force, and energy that he's doing to raise this to open up the door quicker and all jump out? Okay. Do you want to know the the answer? Is because he's not real. He's an illusion. Okay. So. I want How? You to, yeah, I want you yeah, to define illusion in the okay. sense that so oh, so in, I have three questions. Okay. And I, and, oh, okay. it's an immortal power, illusion. No, I, yeah, they covered that. So, so he has the power of illusion. So is from he? Is final he, dimension. So is is he? Fit, so three, and you can answer the, answer them all at one time afterwards. Is he physically present in the sense that if somebody were to touch him, he's there? Two, does if he had been uh, killed and his head chopped off, would his power had transferred to another person? And three, that only would he have been capable of winning the game in his current form? Go. So okay. Answer the first so one first. I'm gonna, no, I'm going to answer the last one first. So the answer to the last one, would he have been capable of winning the game in his current form? Absolutely not. No. So what so he is. The answer to the first question is yes. Uh, what was the first question? Was, was he a physical like, entity? Yeah, was he a physical entity? No. So okay. so he's so actually not. So how can he win the game? He couldn't win the game. You just said he could. No, I said he could, could not. He have, could could not, he or could did he fuck the woman on the plane? No, he did not. That's a shame. No. So what you're looking at, you know how in the beginning of Final Dimension, Nakano uh, does the the Tian Shenhan, and he splits himself into three different yes. versions of himself, right? Yes. Yeah, so, sure. So that's what you need to think happened, except Connor split himself into a second version, but it was only Ramirez's personality. So rather than splitting himself into, because Ramirez, his, Ramirez exists inside of Connor, because... All of the souls of all of the immortals, that's what you see in the final quickening that happens both in the final quickening in number one uh, and final dimension. He floats in the air. There's demons and it's souls. You can very clearly see in the movies that it is souls that are going into his body. So Ramirez is one of those souls. So rather than splitting it into two identical and doing the straight Tian Shenhan, when he's screaming and all of a sudden he wins the game again because the two bird guys were injected, right? He kills them both. This is before Katana gets injected. So technically, he wins the game again. And in order to keep himself immortal, he he has like this, almost like a an offspring. Think of it like carnage to Venom, right? So he shoots this like offspring, right? And it's and it's that piece of Ramirez's personality with made out of literally just quickening. It it is the quickening energy that is Ramirez, which is why when it when Ramirez shows up on stage, right? The people, he is, because he is just a being of energy, people around him feel elevated. That's why the girl is drunk next to him. Like, she's, like, really over the top and, like, she's ridiculous. Not, what else can you make out of the she's quickening? She's, like, ridiculous. This is amazing. She's drunk That's because why they we wanna, see like, her drinking. No, but she's, like, way more, like, she's so, so you know, so you know sloppy we, So, you know what we've talked about on other podcasts when we've made fun and we said, like, you know, oh, my God, what must it have been like for someone to pitch this to a bunch of studio execs with just, like, a bunch of drugs and their studio execs are going, like, yeah, no, 
yeah, that that makes perfect no, sense. Like this, this is this is this what is I feel what like. I feel like when this you is try, the pitch. <laughs> this is what happens when you try and make sense out of the most garbage series <laughs> of all time, and then you realize that actually you can do it if you. Sh- but it's not even stretching it that far. You're just filling in the blanks because they don't definitively say that it's not that. Dude, I, I, <laughs> they don't I picture- say, hey, it, no, 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 it's actually not that. It's this because they don't say that it's not that. You can fill in the blank and say, actually, it could be this. And if it was that, well, then it makes sense. I picture Anthony's bedroom at home like the inside of a prison cell for someone that's been there for decades where they're just scrawling shit on the walls because they're going insane trying to, like, you know, just... If if you were to, like, write up a version of your theory, it's like a CIA redacted report. Yeah. Basically, what you do is... Like you go through the Pretty the much. movie and like you black out parts of the movie that don't. But it's you know, not conform. No, 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 no. The best part is in his document he wrote it in his own not, voice. It's not blacking out what's it, like lines and things from the movie. It's it's filling in what isn't told, right? Because there's so many plot gaps, there's so many holes in all of the entire Highlander series. I'm telling you that if you watch it in this way, you're not doing it where you're saying this doesn't exist or that doesn't exist. You're filling in gaps where there are holes, right? And you can, because it doesn't say that it's not that, you can assume that, hey, maybe it could be that. Can we talk about Holy Ground? <laughs> yes, let's definitely talk so, about Holy Ground. one of the, this def- is, yeah. Yeah, this is, I mean, obviously one of the definitive things and why is Holy Ground sacred? Yes, so- Throughout every iteration of the series, or whatever theory or continuity you have, immortals explicitly cannot fight each other on holy ground. But it's unclear throughout the series: is that a rule that we all follow? Like, no, or, it's a rule they all follow. Or is this a rule? Right. I believe it ends up being a rule we all follow. But the question is: is it a rule they all follow? Or is it fuck me? (laughs) Or is it something that definitively can be enforced in some way? Like, can they not kill each other on Holy Ground? Correct. So, there's a couple different scenes that point to the answer. In Highlander: uh, The Final Dimension, Mm -hmm. uh, they're in a a Japanese. It's it's a it's a it's a temple or shrine, shrine. right? So it is considered Holy Ground. Uh, They're they don't pick a religion. So if any religion considers it holy ground, Correct. be it like Stonehenge in Vengeance or a, a church, um, uh, some sort of consecrated in uh, cemetery. Homeland, they have the, the they have to move away from like the, the religious area. They have the circle of fire and everything. Yeah, so it's so any, they stay anything from Druids yeah. to Christianity, Islam. Yeah. It doesn't matter yep. the religion. So in that they're fighting, the bad guy starts a fight in a temple. Mm-hmm. But he's incapable of killing Connor, even though he wins the battle. Correct. Uh, Connor's sword gets destroyed. It explodes, but it, it, it pushes. It, yeah, it, it dusts. It it almost it like then some, like Endgame, like like yeah. uh like Thanos, right? But then, it, it yeah, just but then some sort of spirit, which appears as though it is the old Japanese sorcerer, attacks the bad guy, and then he leaves. So is that the rules of the holy ground being somehow like? 
applied via an external force. Yeah. So I, I have I, no idea. About ho- that holy one. ground from from the canon, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's a couple of things that you can look. Because the right? source messes up holy ground, like it messes up everything else. Well, so does so Endgame. End yeah. So does Endgame because yes. he literally murders people while they're in the middle of a church. Like yes. the, yep. the, he, like they're all locked into that thing, and he comes down. That's why I hate Endgame because it goes back on literally every single Endgame point is that the, they establish. Endgame is the greatest team up movie of all time. <laughs> it, it, it teams up Connor with Duncan. It, it, it was a movie a years in the making, yeah. and it is. And as I said before, <laughs> it is the greatest movie with Endgame in the title ever made. So here's the way that I would explain uh, Holy Ground. Okay, uh, the Jeditors, right? The judges, whatever you want to call them, right? The the guys who send them from Zeist into the the game, right? Yes. Who sentence them? So Earth is a simulation. Uh, correct. 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 <laughs> Almost like the Matrix. It's the game. It's think of it like the Hunger Games. It's the game. And your punishment is a life of immortality where you are constantly hunted. You have a, you have forever loss. You're constantly having people around you who you love and build relationships with. They die constantly. You're constantly hunted, and you have no idea why. So the humans in this world are non-player characters, like correct. that movie Free Guy coming out with Ryan correct. Reynolds. Correct. Correct. Very and good. the whole point is so free guy is in the and the whole point is that there's only one left and you can either control the world or you get to go back to Zeiss. And that's it. Right. And there's some reason that they don't want Connor going back to Zeiss because he is somebody important. Right. And we don't know who he is. But wouldn't you want right. to go back to Zeiss to like play with those eels in their prison? Uh, well, they just die. You just squeeze them. I think they're like food. Such a um, yeah. So so. Um, the judges, the judges themselves, right? We see them and they are like monks. They communicate telepathically, right? So they are very, they're, they're very high spiritual beings. Did they establish this telepathy or you're just adding that in? It's both. It's both. (laughs) No, they either established it or you're adding it in. It can't be both. In the end, no, 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 no. Because when they communicate with Connor and Ramirez, yeah. They communicate telepathically, but then there's at one point where the judge turns to Katana and he goes, silence, General Katana, and he actually says it. Right. So. Well, that's no, that's just a, that's right. just a, a bit of the editing. So the Bro, problem, that's the, what I mean. The problem with Highlander, the renegade version is that it's a Snyder cut. Is, is that they didn't have all the actors Wait, back to record these. Stop, stop no, getting me sidetracked. Let's they, talk about this. So, let's, so they, the reason that the reason a, that Holy Ground is so important is it's just a rule of the game. Right. Because the judges who sentence you to go into the game have a lot of respect for Holy Ground because they are themselves monks. Yeah. So they have respect for holy ground, so you're not allowed to fight on holy ground. And what we see in Final Dimension is the punishment, what happens when you fight on holy ground. But, w- okay, so... So it's just a bunch of Catholic Church propaganda. It's, it's well, it's... Well, there's it's, a... Po- well, it's well, well, not well, Catholic Church. It's not yeah, any Yeah, because there's something real behind religion. it. It's a real power that we can see. Yeah, and it's non-spe- non-specific God, religion. Guys, it was a fucking joke. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you're getting way too... <laughs> Matt, I, I feel... God, no, no, it's Matt, not I feel like as though you're not understanding the seriousness. Yeah. Actually, actually, (laughs) but that's the way that's that's the and if you look at it like that, it makes sense to who the characters are, the way that they're introduced, the life that they lead, the way that they sentence. Right. And this whole idea of having this this type of sentencing as well. Right. Where it's like, hey, we're going to do something more humane than just lock you up in a prison or murder you right away. We're going to give you a chance to redeem your soul or your spirit, but there can only be one of you who does. All right. 
So, so I have an addition. Go okay. ahead. Are we like are we done with the movies for the most part now? Right? I, I, I think so. And then, right, and then the last thing would just be uh, if you watch the the uh, the animated series episode, it just tells about this yeah. great cataclysm. There's a cool... Ramirez comes back. No, yeah. is well, Ramir- no, it's it's a it's a descendant. It's a, just a different person named Ramirez. It's not gotcha. actually so it's Ramirez. Not that Ramirez. And it's Connor definitely... does show up, but yeah. he gets killed he gets by killed. the main bad guy. And they, it's actually pretty graphic for like a kids cartoon show in the 90s. Yeah, the style of animation is flat out children's show. Yeah. And most of the dialogue and everything is flat out children, but the actual violence on the show is full on adult. It's, it's oh, a really yeah. weird concept. Yeah, the violence is is very heavy. But there's a nice little scene at the end and um in Final Dimension, there's a rock that um what's her name finds, the reporter finds and she's like reading it. Well, that rock comes back in the animated series, and that that's where they all take the pledge to become to throw down their power, and they all become all the remaining immortals and, become jettators. And there's also so. a scene like that in Vengeance. Correct. That, that's where Correct. he. That's yeah. where he. Uh... Yeah. So, Highlander, the video game, never got made. Never got released. Got made. Never got released. The release was can't. Well, got mostly made. It got mostly made. It yeah. was turned into something else. I think it was turned into um, no force. Yeah, force unleashed. It, it was turned. Oh, into oh, a oh! Different I thought game. you meant it turned into something else no, within the Highlander like, like world. They made yeah, it, probably. And then it was it was yeah. turned into. So a game. the story behind this, another McCloud, who we I think they're like the fucking Skywalker. This would be McCloud number five. Uh, yeah, a uh, an immortal that we've never heard from before, McLeod, Owen McLeod, an ancestor to both Connor and Duncan, begins over 2,000 years ago, similar to other Highlander films and media. The story spans several timelines, including blah, 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 blah. Owen is captured and enslaved by Romans, who force him to compete as a gladiator. During this time, Owen dies, only to come back to life. Mythos! The oldest living immortal approaches Owen to be his mentor. He teaches Owen about the game and how other immortals can only be slain by beheading. As with other immortal McClouds, Owen is pursued throughout his life by a nemesis. The nemesis is blah, 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 has a magical stone. Here's the best part. Over and above Owen's ability to withstand otherwise lethal attacks... Owen will be able to use certain magical abilities, which going against the own, this is from the Wikipedia, going against the own franchise's depiction of immortals, such abilities would include, but never explained, Chi Balance, Fire Blade, Wind Fury, and Stone Armor. Yeah, man. So basically, this game was made with the exact same level of attention to detail as the rest of the fucking movies. Yep. Um, some of the pictures look pretty dope, and I'm kind of upset that this game didn't get released. I mean, the cover. Is I would have played. Man. I would have played this shit out of this game. Yeah. Right, right here. I would have so, played the shit out so of this game. So really quickly, as a quick way to wrap up, just answering some of the questions, right? Yes. What is the quickening, right? So based off of the canon that I we have discussed, what is the quickening? It gives you stone it's, armor. No, listen. It's a kind of magic, right? <laughs> it's a kind of magic that all immortals carry with them. It manifests itself in different ways for different immortals. Uh, the power of illusion, Kurgan's super strength, Ramirez's charm ability to get everyone to like him, Duncan and Connor's summon sword, right? A kind of magic is repeated both in uh, Highlander Renegade. Um, both Connor and Ramirez even cheers to it. They say, it's a magic, Right. Um, and in the fairy tale ending of Highlander 2, it's also called A Kind of Magic, right? What is so, the fairy so, kind of magic? So, <laughs> something that you very important to know, again, Highlander 2 
is literally the closest representation to a Snyder cut that we that we have right now. And one of the original endings that was shown in the UK is called the fairy tale ending. And we are going to play it for you right now. Now neither Matt nor Ed has seen the fairy tale ending, and we are going to get their direct reaction. Now this part is definitely not canon, oh, but this is the original sakes. ending for the movie. Oh, fucking hate. What is that, the arc reactor? Well, so this part is it is still the cut. So he goes into the, the reactor, the shield generator, and blows it up with his quickening. Sounds like a sex move. Highlander, so sexy. Which we didn't even talk about the Final Dimension Tasty Bush. Yeah, no, fine. <laughs> <laughs> So this part made it in. Right. This is still in the, the Renegade version. He blows it up, blows up the shield with his quickening. That was still less stupid than when the Emperor did his lightning in Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> he blew a fucking this, satellite out of in, space. In, in fact, in my opinion, the from Highlander 2, um, this is the second best quickening scene in any of the movies. The first best being Dude, the final that's like, quickening That's in like the first ranking movie. like fucking Bukaki's things on Pornhub. Like, come on. <laughs> Still. He looks like Mel Gibson there. When does the... Are we Wait, still on the cut? Watch. Yeah, just watch. Because I don't remember. So now, again, this is the original version. Yeah. The theatrical okay, version. Yes. The, when do we get yeah. to the non-theatrical yeah. I remember seeing this. This is the final yeah. shot so in the movie. So this is the final shot in the movie. This is what's different. Look at that CGI. Oof. Uh, yep, Okay. Get a little action in there. He's known her for like 48 hours. Yeah. And she immediately moves into his apartment. Uh, oh, man, it's in French. Oh, it's all right. Just no, play. no, it's good. <laughs> it's it makes more sense this way. It it's makes okay. more sense this it's way. Okay. If, I don't know, if I don't so know what to know. Just play it. Just play it. If I didn't know. Sure? Don't. Yeah, yeah play, play it. it. I, I didn't know Christian yeah, spoke French. Cr Christian, Christian, can you... Uh, Christian, whatever they're saying is going to make this. fucking sense anyway, so just let's just play it. I want to hear So you just have to see Okay, so she just said you look so good. Uh, looking like you have yeah. baby oil on your face. Is that Virginia Madsen? Look at it. Yes, it is Virginia Madsen. Yes, look, that's the planet Zeiss where yeah, I'm from. Correct. That's exactly what he's saying. He's saying, look, that's planet Zeiss. And then he turns into... A force ghost. <laughs> he turns into a force ghost. <laughs> look at him. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's flying like Peter Pan. Dude, he's floating on the strings. And he's inviting her to come back to Zeiss with him. He's like, I'm going to go back home to Zeist right now. So they did the same thing in the source. Does it concern Correct. anybody else Correct. that the proximity of another planet to our planet is, like, dangerously fucking close? <laughs> it's in a different dimension. It's a different dimension. In the past. It's in the past in a different dimension. Okay, so now she is becoming a force ghost. She has the blue around her. Dude, this is the most so mushroom trippy shit I've ever well. seen. They have this really awkward makeout session. 
Look at it. Oh, look, it's, it's so, so slow. Awkward. It's so, so slow and awkward. And it's like a version of the Who Wants to Live Forever song. Dude, it looks like it looks like the ending of like Ghost. That's it. Who would oh. dare put their names on this? <laughs> oh. Also, I want to point that something That was the out. original ending. I'm surprised you didn't make that canon, yeah. man. What were you gonna say, Christian? No way. Is it just me or does this dude look like Vigo the Carpathian? Dude, he, that's what I'm saying. I'm like big Ghostbusters vibes. Like he's fucking yeah. Vigo. Mm-hmm. Oh. I am Vigo. Oh God! Who All wants right. to live you know, dude, wait. forever? Is Ghostbusters in this canon then? Because because no. you can't kill this motherfucker. They couldn't really kill Vigo either. <laughs> That's and he right. Came back. No. All right. No. No. Let's... But but a really cool way that you could bring the series back is if you do it in the future again. Back. Anthony hasn't had enough over the past few cyberpunk, weeks. Cyberpunk <laughs> Cyberpunk Highlander with Christopher Lambert. I'll have to say though, if you told me that. Christopher Lambert never got laid, and the only reason he got laid was was through these movies. I would believe you. He does appear to be unfamiliar with the physical machinations of and, being with a woman. And they are very like he doesn't know where to put his hands sexy. or like. Yeah. All right, on that note, let's take this one final swig. Oh, I was saving this for the end to toast to the end of this oh. fucking episode. Okay, and talking about this. I've fried so many brain cells. I love it. In the last month, researching this shit. I love it. <laughs> There is a, there, I blame myself. I want to encourage all of our listeners out there, please, shoot us a, a note on our Instagram, especially when we get a chance to post this. Let us know. What other questions do you have? What other questions about the Highlander universe do you want to have answered? Let me know. Yeah, do I will not, answer them. Do not direct them to Ed or I because I will, I will fucking ignore it. You. I will block you on Instagram. And I will tell you where you can see it in the movies and how you should look at it in order to be able to get that answer. I hate all of you. (laughs) To another episode. Cheers, fellas. There can be only one. (laughs) Only one cannon fodder.